Welcome to Slash Dupe, the movie pitching podcast with a twist. I'm joined by Ryan and Dan. How are you doing? Hello. Good. And this is our New Year's film resolutions episode. So you know what you get by now at these specials. You get some film adjacent chat, and then at the end you get a workshop, a series of quick pitches or a group pitch on the topic of the episode. Today's episode is about New Year's resolutions, specifically around film. So who wants to kick us off? I know I know that's the most important thing in everybody's lives, film. So we've been making resolutions this year, specifically around cinema. Um, yeah, who wants to kick us off? Well, as we mentioned in the, in the tail end of our, our 2021, salute to 2021, mm-hmm. uh, I said that I need to watch Bahubli, which we both disgusted at. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't? So that's... that's <gasps> yeah, yeah. So Why did we I've not do time. a 21 gun salute to the end of 2021? <laughs> Too late now. Uh, oh, that's a good yeah. point, actually. That is good. Well, you also have my to guns watch... out again. <laughs> you, also... <laughs> you can't see them on a podcast. It's fine. Um, um, you also have to do Bahubali 2, The Conclusion, which, by the way, is the best subtitle for a movie ever. Yeah. It's like, so you, just, you know exactly what you're going to do. Exactly well, what's well, happening. Better than, better than Electric Boogaloo. I think it's on par with Electric Because Electric Boogaloo is great, but you don't it's know what It's become a meme, hasn't it? It's the complete electric opposite. Electric become a meme. It? It's like, what does that mean? What electric does that mean? Bahubali 2, The Conclusion, happening. Yeah. It's concluding whether you whether you like but it or not. Yeah. Whether you want another they, one, it's not have they made a Bahubli three? No, they can't, they can't because it's they? concluded. I'm sure yeah. they made. I'm sure they made one called like the beginning, didn't they? That was That's number one, the first one, the beginning. Yeah. And okay, the conclusion. fair enough. Look, see, it says, see yeah, so I need to, as my news resolution, watch watch the Bahublis. Uh huh. It's five and hours of your life. That will be that's a long time. Well, you, you time. think of the the you've watched the extended version of Lord of the Rings. It's it's true. Not even that. It's not even that. And you'll watch Lord yeah. of the Rings like twice, three times, four times in your life. Maybe more. Bahubali is, be- Bahubali is better than Lord of the Rings. Personal okay. opinion. No, listen, Personal I opinion. feel like we're going to be doing much more editing in this episode than we expected. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to put that sort claims, of content out. Claims like that are coming fine left, right. 2022, I'll be making big hot takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely more excited to watch the Bahubali series again because I've seen it less. You know, like I watch Lord of the Rings every year. It's my yearly treat. Every time I feel that sort of um, the slump, you know, I feel the blues kicking in, the sort of like it's the winter months. I feel the Christmas coming, but not quite the excitement hasn't kicked in yet. That's that's my Lord of the Rings time. Um, this year, I was lucky enough to watch it in the cinema. I think I talked about this, didn't I, already? I watched it in the West Norwood Picture House. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Right up at the front, went with my fiance. It was, it was really, really nice to see it in the cinema, which has been the first time since, since I, I first saw them in the cinema. So that was nice. So that's my yearly thing. But So because I've done that, I basically know every line from the entire thing. It's that kind of movie for me. So Bahubali, uh, I've only watched the first one. I haven't watched the conclusion. So I'm very, very excited. What? To, yeah. What? How are we... <laughs> How, How can you not watch yeah. the conclusion? I have watched. I think he's just waiting the appropriate amount of time between the the two films to in the first one. The, there and is the conclusion none made. When you see the ending <laughs> of the beginning, with Hooli one, you'll realise you have to watch the second one almost yeah. instantly. I've yeah, watched yeah. the Bahubli series three times now already. That's good because uh, it's, That's it's good. one of the ones I enjoy watching other people watch. Yeah, no, I want to enough. share it with other people, and you do that. Uh, you can't see it on a podcast, but you do that face where you go. <laughs> you are that? we, are we watching this together? <laughs> but you do that the whole movie, basically. So is that? So you just is that what all you're giving us, Ryan? Are you copping out? You're just going to say something you already said in the previous. No, episode? no, I think I think your news resolutions have to be realistic. Yeah, well, that's you true. know. Yeah, uh, and then if if I achieve that, then I'll um in terms of my that, that's my film. New Year's resolution is 
to watch, watch the film that that not only has brought a lot of our us and our friends joy, but also was basically the launching reason for us to uh, start our Dungeons and Dragons stream, Blood and Song, that we play as well. Yeah, yeah. we stream out on a Monday, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Totopi win. Um, um, it did inspire us, didn't it? We haven't yet gone to the Indian inspired world yet, but we're working on our, our characters are yeah. Indian inspired, so that's good. yes, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Dan's more Asian than we are, we've established that already. All right, it's <laughs> by watching more behoovily, that's how it works. <laughs> um what what so come on dan what's your what's your uh, well mine is to try and go to the cinema more but Mm. um that that, that'll be on a different level i imagine from your resolution which might be to go to the cinema more because i think i went to the cinema twice last year yeah maybe three times if i'm lucky um and actually maybe to just watch films more full stop we've we had a Mm. a text a WhatsApp sort of uh, conversation, didn't we? Where um, it was more frosty than you would have expected for the content, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we would. I was just saying what the Matrix resolution uh, resolutions had come out, and Spider Man, the new Spider Man Resurrection, sorry, had come out just before Christmas. And I said, which one should I go and see? And I was dogpiled, saying, go see both. And I was like, okay, well now I can't go see either. Which one should I try and stream? And <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, yeah. go to the cinema. And um. I'd love to be able to do that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and actually just, I don't make t- as much time to watch films. It's weird, yeah. like, um, especially since I do a film podcast, that <laughs> more recently, I just haven't, I mean, it's part and parcel of having uh, a little one that you want to spend time with. And then by the time you spend time with them, you're too exhausted to, I want to give films time, right? So yeah, when sure. you get to the evening, it's like episode of Shit's Creek and, and Bed. That's basically all we've got the energy for here. Um, but, um, I really want, so one of my resolutions is to get my wife to watch all the way through the Marvel Cinematic Universe with me. Yeah. Because I haven't seen them all. I've seen a lot of them, but I haven't seen all of them. So I'd like to catch up on all the ones I've missed, but also for her to understand a language that I use a lot and that my little one's using a lot as well. Um, so it's encouraging because... The one she has seen, she's seen Doctor Strange, bizarrely, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and <laughs> Black Panther. And I think it might be an Infinity War. I think I went mm-hmm. to the Endgame with my brother. Or maybe she saw Endgame. Anyway, one of the two last big ones. Right, yeah. And um, You talk about seeing only one of two important films. You can't just watch one of those films, Well, no, I watched both of them, but she no, she didn't. And but she's where I am with Bahubali, right? She's, basically, she's only yeah. seen the teaser, the first half of something, you know, not the, but the conclusion. I think for her, she doesn't really care. So that's the thing is <laughs> I want to try and... And, and uh, if it's not for her, it's not for her. But I think that... You, you know, can Stockholm syndrome her into caring is what you're that, saying. Basically, you're kind of, yeah. yeah. Beauty and the Beast and do it, and we all <laughs> like it, right? It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, spend a bit more time being able to see films, I mm. think. Um, I might get yeah. the opportunity, because yeah. I'm, I'm going on tour. Um, will give me some day times, maybe, to go and see things. Actually, I quite like going to see cinema during the day, because there's less people. Yeah. So yeah. it ends up feeling well, like it's yours. That's what, interestingly, that bleeds into my New Year's resolution. So I've always been the sort of guy who feels like he knows what cinemas to go to and he knows where to sit, but I've never, this is this is really anal. I, I haven't talked to you guys about this yet because I, I, just as you were talking about it, I thought, no, it's not just to go to the cinema more. Um, and I will touch on the experience that I have in cinema in a minute, but um, it's to curate the right cinema experience. So each, this oh. is this is really wanky, isn't it? So each, but but I know oh. some of you out there listening listening who who enjoy going to the cinema will be thinking, do you know what? Some things do stand in my way. So sometimes it is the quality of the cinema. You just go to the cinema and you're like, this is crap, bad projection, bad audio. Someone does not give a shit about doing their job properly. And putting the film forward in front of you with the right audio and the right picture, that's everything for a film, right? But then, well, you'd think so. But then you've got the other layers. You've got, like I went to see Rogue One. I've talked about this a lot. Rogue One at a Peckham, a Peckhamplex. It's a noisy cinema. Everyone was laughing at all the inappropriate bits. And for some reason, it made the you know crunching and eating like you know everything hot food and everything because the Peckhamplex is like the cheapest cinema in in Britain or in London maybe. I can certainly say mm. that for sure. Uh, and they pride themselves on it. So the experience was incredible. Like I'll never forget. Like Rogue One, forgot the film, but the experience was incredible. 
one of my choir friends said he saw Black Panther there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he said it was one of the best experiences you go. Yeah. ever have. That's yeah. what I mean. So, you know, it's like our friends that come to London and go, oh, I hate London. It's too busy. Well, what did you do? Oh, I went to Oxford Circus. You know, mm. there's so many places in London you can go. It's not just about going to the tourist spots or the busy places. So I think the cinema is the same. You can go at the wrong time and you can have kids all around you screaming and kicking your chair. Or you can go to the wrong cinema or you can go to one that, you know, maybe it's not like the theatre. Maybe you don't have to go to the Odeon Leicester Square and pay £35 a ticket or whatever. You know, um, maybe like I just found the West Nord Picture House. It's lovely. It's built in an old library. You can go and like basically you're alone in the cinema. There's about six other people there. You know they're there because they love film. And you can sit right at the front and you're not craning your neck. So you feel like you're getting the whole experience. So I'm I'm going to curate my experience more. I'm not just going to go because it's available or because it's because the timings work. I'm going to... I'm going to pay more attention to that, especially post COVID or, you know, certainly post lockdowns. I'm starting to appreciate the ability to actually go out to the cinema more now than I ever did beforehand. It was just something that I thought I can't be asked to do that as much as I loved it. I still couldn't be asked. So for me, it's about, you know, curating that experience, going to the IMAX, to see the right film, because I always end up going to see the wrong films. I've seen so many bad films at the IMAX paid my 35 quid for a ticket, gone all the way there. It was like a big night out in London. You, you know, you pay for your travel. You're out there mm-hmm. all day. And I went to see Sucker Punch, you know, or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, Resident Evil. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. You <laughs> so, and Taj um, had a very big debate about the best seats in the IMAX, which I was riveted yeah. by. And I, I love Taj dearly, but I would, was not bad. But he's wrong. I, he's wrong. Is that I, what you're saying? He's wrong. I always like to sort of, you know listen to people more i mean you can't tell i'm i'm you know i'm co-hosting this podcast so i talk a lot but i like to listen to why people like what they like in case but I'm you weren't listening to him right. he was wrong no well. basically i know what I got from that text message especially in the imax man if i remember correctly f abc fgh i think it's the fgh range right so you never want to go further forward than f if the bfi uh imax uh in london waterloo you never want to go closer than f and you never want to go further back than h yeah and he said M was the best. <laughs> I don't know what so to say. So he likes to he likes to sit quite far. So he likes to view away. Maybe in. that's a thing. Yeah, but I you've inspired that, me totally. there, Sean. I uh, so listeners of the show who are even vaguely interested in our lives. I'm about to go and do the uh, tour of Beautiful and Carol King mm-hmm. musical, and that's going to go around the UK. A bit of a plug. Definitely come see it. It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. I haven't started rehearsals yet, but it will be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm going to be in a different venue, a different place in the UK, pretty much every week once it gets going, maybe if our listeners suggest the best cinema in each area, I'll go yeah. to it. I'll go to a yeah. cinema in that area and I'll watch a film, whatever film is available That'd that week. Yeah. And then I'll do a little mini five-minute review quick quick blast of how i felt and maybe at the end yeah. of the year we can either stick it all together or we can bolt it onto the end of one of the episodes as we go along if i can That's try and do idea. that, that yeah. i think that we, maybe that should be my new year's attempted resolution well even if it just to attempt it even as a resolution mm. rather than to absolutely do it i mean there are lots of cinephiles will know uh, you know these are the cinemas i love going to you know here here is where i like to sit you know i, I know it sounds like very wanky but like you're going there. You're going to be locked in for two hours. You want yeah. to have a good. You want to have a good experience, right? absolutely. And it, yeah, and it all feeds into the film itself. All right. Well, I'll put the. I'll put you the watch it. Let that be carnage. <laughs> Tight <laughs> ninety minutes. Thank you very much. Eighty nine minutes. Eighty nine minutes. Dear. In in Sam, and Sam, out. who we'll have on the podcast very shortly, hopefully when we do our Bond episode. Um, Sam, he loves an eighty nine minute film. He's like, he loves it to be less than ninety minutes. That's his whole thing, and he's always like, hey, it's less than ninety minutes, Sean. He loves a long movie as well. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, a lot of long, we've had a lot of bad long movies and that yes. can sour you, can't it? Can, you know, like, I don't think you need a Pirates of the Caribbean movie that's like three and a half hours long and has an intermission in the middle of it, right? It's, it's, it's ostensibly a kid's movie. Like, it's just the wrong kind of film. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's uh, anything that's a nice. So maybe people can also recommend films that are out. But, uh, less than 90 minutes especially Get for your, me uh... i'm getting through <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. i'll put the tour dates up somewhere either on twitter or yep. on a thing and then people can suggest when i'm in a place what should i go see
So talking about sort of cinema experiences, particularly Dan, you're going into uh, 2022 wanting to watch more films. Uh, we thought that for the, the second part of the episode, for the part where we uh, pitch, we workshop, that we'd actually select the the movies that were coming out in 2022, the, the, the heavy hitters, um, and we would, uh, I think some films that we'll find that they say to us, I hope they do this. And some films will say to us, I think they'll do this. So we'll so we'll just workshop whether we think they're going to do something, whether we want them to do something. If anyone has any ideas, they might have thought about it. Things like the Batman Avatar 2 is allegedly coming out in 2022. Allegedly. Like it's <laughs> wasn't it coming crime. out in like tw- 2010 uh, or something. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So who knows whether it will actually appear. Um so so yeah, so I thought there are a lot there's a there are a countless number of amazing films that are gonna come out. And a lot of the indie films and a lot of the smaller films, they'll get swept under the radar and you'll end up watching them on streaming or you'd have to get a recommendation to watch it. Uh, I watched Ready or Not the other day on Disney Plus. It's an excellent little horror film, um, companion piece to the hunt if they fit felt like they sort of tackled similar topics from two different places. But I would not have gone to the cinema to see that. That's not my sort of thing. But it felt right to watch at home. So a lot a, a lot of these films will slip past the net. Um, so to sort of compensate for that, and although we are sort of cinephiles of different kinds and we, we love all sorts of weird and wonderful old films and strange films and small films, we thought, let's just Google and see the big heavy hitters. This is what Google tells us are the films that we need to look out for in 2022. And I'm just going to go through the list from left to right, I think. And we'll just feel how we, you know, maybe expectations of plot lines for some of them may already surface. And then the other side of it might be that we might actually think, do you know what, this is, so for example, Wakanda Forever has absolutely um, no sort of plot really out at the moment. So we can speculate on maybe what what we'd like to see out of that. something like um, the Spider-Man film across the Spider-Verse, there's a reasonable amount, or the Batman, there's a reasonable amount of stuff out there. So maybe yeah. we can just talk about how we don't want them to fuck up what, what's already there. Um, so there's plenty more movies than this, but I'm just going to go through the list. There's about are we gonna put them in a, Are we going to put them in a spinner? No, so this time <laughs> we had a chat about this beforehand. No more spinners, all right? Yeah, not, was, not, no, no. We need not, to space no spinners. the spinners not, out. No more spinners. All right. Just, re- just carefully curated spinners. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Spinners. <laughs> Uh, so the first film I'm just going to mention, I don't know if any, anything sparks off in, in your mind, guys, while you listen to this, but it's Thor, Love and Thunder. That's that's the one. And I'll ha- I have to say, probably on this list, it's right up there as one of the films I'm looking forward to. I, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Love the title. It is Excellent title. very like hair metal inspired by the sounds of it, which yeah. uh, Thor Ragnarok also had that, which yeah, that, was that flavor so... to it. Looking mm. for which I haven't seen. It's one of the ones I haven't oh my seen. God. I know exactly. That's Bahubali level Marvel. Like you need yeah, to see. That's like, I'm I know. I know it's one of the Ragnarok. ones I want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no spoilers. But like, Ragnarok has almost like a sort of prog rock feel to it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting to go a decade forward. Love and Thunder Ooh, I, I would, Yeah, I, yeah. I would yeah. even. I would. I would maybe disagree with that. I'd say I don't think it's prog rock at all because it has its future. Its futuristic vibe. So it's like it. It's like almost like synth rock like it's it just it sort has, of has this weird the flash I mean, I would... like queen kind of level yeah rock I, yes I, that's exactly so then we'll move to the what... 80s cock rock with like bon jovi and love and thunder do you know what i mean like yes, bon jovi it... and like all that kind of stuff but rock i hope so rock. i hope so you might be right because it totally sounds like that doesn't it yeah because like an mm. album as an album title the the font both fonts actually the font that they had when they originally announced it and the font that they have now uh, i'm a huge fan of like a a title and a title sort of image like i think yeah. they're like it's everything because it's how it's shared on social media it's how I, you, you know I, it. I tell you what the font looks like if you google it it looks like windows xp uh, uh <laughs> word art right yeah windows there is XP a word art, vibe, word art for sure that that gradient even those colors used in the gradient the blue to the orange yeah the gradient it looks like good. someone's made that it looks like some coked up graphic designer in the 90s was like i've got a great idea and literally like this is where i would just build build on that it's it's like a a late 80s early 90s video game designer making like a sort of clone of like an elder scrolls right i think it looks like like a cartoon it looks like thundercats yeah yeah i mean i I, i'd be remiss if i didn't know that these things all shared a sort of common style 
right but it's yeah so so yes we're lifting off of the off of the sort of um hair metal we're lifting off of the sort of dungeons ghosts and goblins and stuff like that sort of sega mega drive games you know the front covers of those mega drive games Mm. um yeah and we're pulling from uh uh, the sort of yeah handful of other references so so yeah i mean i just wanted to note as well that uh only recently did it sort of come to my attention that love and thunder are the two main characters in it so you've got love being chris pratt's character star lord being like the you know sort of a fountain of love and like he loves his team and like you know because it's a two-hander it's it's sort of thor with the guardians of the galaxy or some of them chris and chris yes the chris's um and thunder obviously is uh two of my wife's favorites actually have to say Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris I, bet, yeah. I bet that's a film she'll go in the cinema to watch. Yeah, we'll do My it. My fiance loves <laughs> Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. I have no idea why. Out of all the people she could fancy, hey, look. she fancies Hawkeye. They're all everyone's attainable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Harsh, but true. Yeah. Um, so, yes, so that's Thor Love and Thunder. Um, Taika Waititi comes back to direct uh, following um, because he. he he does what every good director does is he, he, he throws in one of his own in between because he's got the sort of the chutzpah and the money. So he did Jojo Rabbit between these films, an excellent film. Um, and it's always nice also to show that he can do something lighthearted, but with some real serious notes in it that's some stuff that Marvel wouldn't allow almost. So he sort mm-hmm. of expresses himself in his own movie and then goes back to doing a, um, a sort of a studio movie, which is similar to, um, to Christopher Nolan, who does the same sort of thing. So, so yeah, so Taika Waititi will bring sort of his chops to it. Um, uh, right, I'm calling it now. It can do no wrong. It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> I, I agree with that. And, and I kind of feel that way about Ragnarok as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Absolutely. I've got to watch it. Then. I've got to watch it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a great movie. It's a great, it's a great fun. And sometimes you don't want something too ponderous and too sort of depressing. You just want something electric. Uh, so oh, speaking nice. of electric no i mean literally just electric uh, the whole the whole vibe everything that that entails <laughs> so speaking of electric spider-man across the spider-verse something i only um, found out about recently a couple of weeks ago i think it was announced or maybe i was just late into the game um i don't know how much you guys know about it but i believe it's a, a follow-up to into the spider-verse, into the Spider-verse. The my little one's favorite movie for a very 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 long time yeah. um which so I know Into the Spider Verse almost the same way you know um, the Lord, Lord of the Rings. Of the Rings. In fact, yeah. Ike would claim he probably knows it better than you know Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah, I won't dispute that. I, he I probably mean, acts the entire thing out for you. Yeah, and I would pay money to see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing! And he, like his ability to spot to observe things that even like the greatest of film connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. Like you would imagine that a five-year-old wouldn't be able to notice the Alchemax number, for example, on the back of a spider, right? But that's uh, uh, like the first time we watched it. That was the first question he asked: Why? Why was that that number on that? And like, that's unbelievable. That's great, <laughs> great work. But even down to the color color schemes and yeah. the different animation styles that he he noticed the first time around so we know we've been yeah. picking it apart quite well so i'm really i'm really looking forward to across the spider-verse because i think i genuinely think into the spider-verse is one of the best spider-man movies i mean i've got some to watch now but mm-hmm. it was phenomenal absolutely yeah. The, yeah. The, the things it dealt with the way it dealt with them and the sort of that i want to say cleanliness but the, like the the accuracy of everything do you know what i mean like every mm-hmm. detail i guess with an animation you're you're putting in every detail, aren't you? With a film, you're yeah. sometimes you've got the whims of background of lighting or whatever, which is yeah, something beautiful sure. about it. But with animation, everything is curated, everything. Yeah. yeah. So not not a pixel on that wasn't thought about, and um, and it was and with that they really did. It was it was superb, superb yeah. film. And I didn't it mind watching to... it for the five hundredth time. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Of course. And it's a great film for a child to to love. It's got sort of really wholesome values in it, but it's exciting. And you've got loads of different characters in it, so their mind can be expanded on the idea of sort of, wait a minute, I can read this comic and there's a different Spider-Man in it. Mm. And there's a Spider-Man that looks like this and does this. And yeah. Yeah, Who doesn't want to be a pig? (laughs) Who doesn't want to be a pig with superpowers? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, no, that's 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 a great film. So I think across the Spider Verse, certainly when it comes out, if 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 you are able to see it, like you you visit on a weekend or something, and you see it with him in the cinema, if he's if he's, if it feels like the right thing to do, um, based on the rating and everything, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's. I would love to come along to that. That that would be yeah, that would be amazing. Grand. Maybe that, that could be a, be a special experience. treat. So Uncharted is the next one. Uh, Tom Holland's hot off the heels of Spider-Man, his own mm. Spider-Man franchise, the home saga. Uh, he is the uh, the main character. He's Nathan Drake, the intrepid uh, archaeologist. Listen, well, I'm he's not stop, an archaeologist. I'm he's a bloody there. thief. He's just a thief. I'm going to stop you there. Tom Holland, not my first thought when I think of Nathan Drake. Yeah, Nathan Fillion is my people. Well, because he is Nathan Fillion. Why did they not cast I mean, him? Well, there is a fan. There is a fan film yes, made with right, Nathan actually. Fillion on on YouTube that you can watch about it. But I, I I think that in terms of a a cast right now, I think he's a, an excellent choice to play. And they they have cast him as a young Nathan Drake. Okay. Okay. Um, and and then. Uh, Oh, I can't. Mark Wahlberg mm. is playing. I, I don't want to say young, middle-aged Sully. Yeah, <laughs> he's not playing a young Sully. Young by Sully standards. Yes. Yeah, who's his mentor? Uh, For anyone who doesn't know the video game that it's being adapted from, he's his mentor, um, and he's sort of a reprobate and a thief himself, a gentleman yeah. thief, and he sort of um, uh, raises Nathan Drake as a sort of um, plunderer of treasure and and rare artifacts. I think it's a it's a good it's a good choice from a athletical point of view mm-hmm. yeah so um, yeah the physical having... physical nature of it yeah definitely yeah because it is it, the games themselves are uh, a lot of um exploring and um jumping around and clinging onto cliff faces and stuff like that and you know with tom holland's backflipping ability i sort of think it's well after it's, his uh, Rihanna, great rihanna's umbrella but I mean, oh, that, could, that confuses me I every could, day I watch it. Because you're, you watch it every, every time you're more attracted to him, is that what it is? Because he I just, is yeah, I just unbelievable it is. in that. You can't yeah. you man. can't not watch it when it appears. You have yeah. to watch it. I yeah. sort of know that feeling when that young girls get when they go to concerts and they just scream endlessly for like four hours. Because you, you do that whenever that's on that's your what timeline. We get when we see Tom Holland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, I, to people who say that to me as well, and I've heard that a lot actually about him not being a good Nathan Drake, is that beforehand, uh, when it was Sean Levy, the guy who recently directed, he did Night at the Museum, he recently directed oh. Free Guy, but it was under his stewardship, it was going to be um, Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake. And I probably ah. would have murder-suicided the lot of us if it was, because that is a ludicrous choice. Yeah. That is offensive to me. Oh, I mean, that's so, far, but you know... Paul okay Mark. okay there's a little far i'd, I'd probably mm. just just sort Be myself sad. out you know mm. um <laughs> just do the old whoosh, <laughs> i'm done it, end it in the bath no I'm, I'm obviously joking but but um but that's a terrible choice and i would have been genuinely as... sad as a long-standing fan of mm. the games that they mm-hmm. that yeah. mark Wahlberg is a specific type of actor and he might be okay as sully he would be absolutely terrible as nathan drake oh. I like the uh, there was the set photo of Tom Holland and Nolan North, which I thought was quite nice. That's cool. Does he? Like, do, you, do you reckon he plays like a cameo in it? Nolan, he's North? has to. Yeah. he has to. And I, I reckon they might even cameo Nathan Fillion in there as yeah. well somewhere. <laughs> Too many Nathans, man. Too many Nathans. So yeah, here's so my prediction. By... Oh, Sorry, God. here's my prediction. We said into this uh, across the Spider Verse, absolute success. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will be very devastated if they ruin mm. into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. Uncharted not going to do so well you reckon it's going to be one of those i, I think it bombs. will do it's a computer game as well. well it's a computer game ad- adaptation so it yeah it won't please those who don't know it and it won't please those who do because it won't yeah. do enough of both i feel like welcome to raccoon city the same thing happened to that which came out very recently the, the new i recently. think it will do as well as the tomb raider reboot film with alice alice vikander Yes, yeah. yeah, fair enough. It'll make money, but no one will. It'll make money. It will. It will have enough whims to make um, the people in the video games enjoy it. Uh, all of the stands of Tom Holland will go watch it because it's got True. him in it, um, which what, I think we've that, just established to all of us. It, what my <laughs> fear is, my fear is that they'll come and see it because Tom Holland's in it, and then hate it because Tom Holland's not doing uh-huh. what yeah. Tom Holland does, right? Yeah, sure. Mm. 
And then that would means the diminishing returns on the box yeah. office, the bad word of mouth and diminishing returns. I mean, if yeah. you look at the history of these things, they all look really good when you see the trailers and they're, they're so full of possibility, these video game adaptations. And they just, there's something in the execution of every single one of them, Prince of Persia as well. They mm -hmm. become so boring and weird and like sort of, they're a strange Casting a white guy is the first problem in that one. <laughs> I mean, I love Jake Gyllenhaal as the prince. But, so do but I. That is a, that, that's, that's a that's, poor effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, Should have been Dev Patel. <laughs> have, we, have, we done, have we done a video games adaptations? It's been so long since we've done Slash Sheep. You definitely will. We've talked about that. it. Yes, because we it, will now. Oh, we will Let's add that to the bank. Because I just feel like <laughs> there's a lot to discuss about the medium of video games versus the medium of film and why mm. it doesn't translate as well, I think. It would be an excellent discussion because I genuinely don't know why. And I think it would be nice to chat it out and maybe come up with some ideas as to why. Mm -hmm. um, hey, you know what? Maybe we can even get Uri Boll on here because he's not fucking doing anything <laughs> anyway, isn't he? So, you know, maybe he's we can get him on Uri Boll, who it. did like, things like House of the Dead and, and other sorts of adaptations. Blood rain. I don't even want to talk about him for longer than I have to. Um, he found a way to finance his films through like a German tax loophole. You should look it up. It's amazing how he managed to get these films financed. So he's, so he's a genius at that. But then he has all this money and he just absolutely just destroys everything that he touches. It's, it's, uh, I, they call that the reverse Midas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so yes, Ruben Fleisch is directing Uncharted. Um, he's the director of uh, Zombieland. More recently, he did the first Venom film um, and a few other sort of flops he did, like, um, what was the one with Ryan Gosling? With the, it's like a period film with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling about gangsters and it was shit. It's like, how can you fuck that up? So this is why I don't have a hell of a lot of faith in Ruben Fleischer because he can fuck up something like that, like a sort of gangster film with... Mm. With, um, with a great, like a solid cast. Josh yeah, Brolin great, and like, old cast. Liquid Terminator. Which and one? Robert and Patrick. Pena. Yeah, Robert Patrick and Michael Pena as well. Yeah, so yeah, just, great cast, just terrible film. Terrible film. So like, again, one of those films that just ends up sort of flaccid and boring. So let's hope against hope that that doesn't happen. And, and I, I would love to eat my words. And I would love to be. Oh, uh, so would I. So let's see. Um, a film that probably um, we're, no, no one's going to debate whether this one's going to do well or not. Uh, Morbius is very likely uh, to be the first flop of the year. But huge, I'm spotting, huge flop I'm spotting a pattern here, you know, lots well, of Marvel films, isn't there? G Google likes to give us with their algorithms what they think we want. So it's just given me all of the heavy hitters, as I said earlier on. So Morbius is Sony's attempt to sort of keep making the characters that they bought off of Marvel a long time ago on the cheap, right? <laughs> so they gave back... Or who was it? it? Wasn't Sony? It was it was New Line, I think. But they had the rights yeah. to Blade. That went back to Marvel. But Sony are hanging on to, to Spider Man and 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 the handful of um, characters that it has, you know, with an Iron Fist. So it has uh, currently has uh, Morbius. Blade. No, so Blade Morbius. went back to Marvel. Blade went back. I think it was only New Line. Um, Deadpool. Did they still own Deadpool? No, so that went back. So it'll, it'll just be a handful of Spider Man uh, characters. They're not allowed to use. Yeah, so mutants were held by 20th Century Fox, but after the merger, all of the X-Men and mutants has moved back into. So if you notice in um, the one of the Avengers films, Age of Ultron, they had to call them enhanced rather than mutants. They couldn't call them mutants because that was you know owned by 20th Century Fox. Oh, interesting. So anyway, so that all that all sort of got squeezed together, and Marvel owned basically everything again except for Spider-Man and um, the villains. So Morbius is another one of those. He he was a Blade villain as well. I think he was probably a Spider-Man villain first, which is why they get away with he, it. He definitely was, gonna, a, he was I, a Spider-Man villain first. I right. believe I believe he was a Spider-Man villain, and then that's the introduction of Blade. Oh, that's oh. in fact I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and then what and that's, happens? That's, that that is when Blade wasn't the uh, black leather sunglasses wearing post matrix um, pre matrix post matrix sort of yeah. yeah that we know he was basically looked like a racist pimp um <laughs> he really did and he was british which also didn't make any sense because yeah. we sure as hell didn't have any pimps like that in this using country. words like jive turkey yeah and, uh, yeah, yeah he was like a black like dynamite sort they of were a different yeah. time different. i think I, <laughs> I mean i definitely like in the in the comics i think morbius is like 1970s he's, he comes mm. out it's just before my time the comics that my uncle would have given me so i think mm. it's sort of 70s their first out which would explain racist pimp yes yeah <laughs> definitely does anything explain racist pimp racist I pimp blade 
<laughs> but yeah, so like we've got to give props. This is a different issue that we've got to give props to uh, Goya and um, Snipes and and Norrington and the people involved in making Blade the way it was, making it not a cliche or a stereotype, making yeah. it feel part of a, a sort of ethnically diverse universe. Although still the best line of of any film. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. motherfuckers always trying to ice skate up hill. Yeah, love it. What? What? A, and and, com- and also delivered completely flatly in in like a completely unnecessary time. It was like a, it's like a it was like a James Bond throwaway, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? it's so good. And like there was, there's no reference. It's not like it's a quip, like a Spidey quip based on something that's happened. It's literally out. Like he's had that in the bank. I see. This is that's Blades like catchphrase. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, again, going off, but a Blade secret cinema. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be, be amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, don't give them the ideas. Now they do one. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to give them the ideas. So they do it, and I can go to. No, them. you oh, want to do it. You want to do it, and I'll tell you why. You want to talk to Joffrey as well about mm. how, like the like the tax loop thing. How not easy, but you can you could fund that pretty easily but okay. now secret cinema is basically owned by secret cinema so it's you know right, you, you right, look yeah, like you're yeah. ripping them it off was sort of very sort of independent theater. Wasn't it, for a long time yeah <laughs> joffrey of course you're referring to joffrey who is uh our long long standing friend long standing friend he's still with us um still our friend uh who we podcast with uh, <laughs> live stream on a monday he's uh, been on this as well hasn't he yeah he has yeah yeah he's on been our, on for twice has he been on twice episodes, yeah, yeah. In fact, we talked about him in the last episode. So did we? Okay, fair. Because we love Joffrey. Everybody knows who he is by now. We love Joffrey. We do. We do love Joffrey. Uh, what we don't love is more the character Morbius, and <laughs> no one's interested in it, and it's going to be terrible. I'm just going to call it. We've moved on. Jared Leto is like fucking a- acting kryptonite as well. Like he's not going to bring anyone in to see the movie. I think I like him as a weird actor sometimes. I sometimes think he's great, but the rest of the time I think he's awful. So like, unlike someone like Johnny Depp, who's like a character I... actor, we talked about this earlier on. Like he can. Johnny Depp can be weird and he can be normal. And when he's normal, he's very good. You know, like in Murder on the Orient Express. But Jared Leto can't be normal. He can't act like a normal person. He has to See, be weird. when they cast him um, for eight minutes worth of Joker, I was like, I just thought that was like a fantastic casting. I thought that was going to be really oh, good. Yeah, yeah, like he's going to play that yeah. weirdo. In, in Suicide you know? Squad, the David A. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, and I thought that was good. But I think I agree with you. I think seeing him in a feature film, I just, I just don't know. I think this is going to sound really mean, but he's an excellent supporting character. Yeah. Um. You know, think about him in, um, Lord of War. Like he was really good as the brother in that. That's fair. Yeah, he was really and, good. And and you playing know, an absolute coked up junkie, of course. Yeah. So like yeah. probably within we, his wheelhouse. <laughs> Things like lane. you know, if <laughs> if. If, if there was a movie to go see Jared Leto in, would I see it? Probably not. If 30 Seconds to Mars did an album tour of um, This Is War, I'd definitely go and see it. So that's Morbius. Um, there's four more, and they are, they're all in, the, in a similar vein, so don't expect anything outside of this. Wakanda Forever. That's um, these are a lot of these films I didn't actually realize were coming out in 2022, so that's that is interesting. Um, Wakanda Forever, the sequel to Black Panther, uh, part of Marvel's new phase. Um, unfortunately, not starring Ch- their late Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. um, and starring the sort of questionably uh, political Letitia Wright. Uh, she got into some tr- hot water and some trouble about her sort of vaccine views. Um, but which is a shame, actually, in many ways, because, you know, a sort of young black British actress it w- would have been awesome to see. It still might be if, if she does, in fact, take up the, the Black Panther mantle. But it's just a shame that it's sort of mired in a little bit of this controversy. Um, uh, Not a lot we really know about this. You know, they've kept it all sort of very under wraps. And I imagine they, they're trying to find the right way to honour Chadwick Boseman as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably why it's taken a bit more time because they they need to because it's not just finding the right way to honor him as a as an actor and as a philanthropist and and also what he did for for black cinema oh. um you yeah. know it's also then trying to they have to weave it into the into the marvel cinematic universe yeah, as well yeah, absolutely and anything that they would have had planned for him for that role for the next yeah. four years probably all has to be changed 
Yeah. So I... don't die, everyone. Don't <laughs> die. Right. That's that's what you can get. Just don't get cancer. <laughs> um, I I watched the original Black Panther in the IMAX. I went at a quiet time as well. I think I went on my own and I went at a quiet time, um, and I liked it. It was fine. Um, but the I, there were like a row of like young black teens behind me, and they fucking adored it. And they were like cheering, and they were like crying. And at the end, one was like just re- like in complete hysterics and tears. And then another one was like you know this she's literally said something like so like a movie line it was like something like um oh i've never seen anything like that you know people like myself being represented on screen like that you know something like that and I, really mm. you wouldn't have i wouldn't have believed it if it hadn't happened and i thought okay that's why films like this are, are made you know maybe they don't speak directly to me although as you know as an ethnic minority i you know i can connect to some of it of course but not it's the other way around i know india yeah. suffered a lot you know under british rule but but it's not quite the same as africa and, and and things like that so to see a world like wakanda sort of africa untouched by colonialism and stuff like that that that's that was really awesome and these people these people these people these people found it really really moving and that moved me and i sort of connected to hmm. to to these strangers through the through, the, through this film so uh, hopefully i'm confident marvel are quite good at this and and i think people go in with the with the best will on to a film like this especially after the couple of years we've had in the black lives matter movements and stuff like that so i think that people will go into wakanda forever looking for um a kind of sort of a comfort and i think it will you know i think and a bastion give, as well yes exactly i think it will give people what they want i'm fairly confident that they can't misfire they're going to put their chips on wakanda yeah forever, i think yeah yeah for sure so spinning off of that into a far less significant, far less serious film, and one that's very interesting uh, on the follow-up from uh, No Way Home, we have The Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange in The Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this, to me, sounds like they're leaning into that, you know, like the love and thunder of the multiverse of madness. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. What it sounds like to me, it sounds like it's going to be this like... Twilight Zone style. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to... I was, was, was leaving off from the, I was gonna go, from the WandaVision stuff, which went, which went kind yes. of the, you know, yeah. Twilight. I was wondering whether it might go the other way and go more sort of Cthulhu way, well, which it, all it Doctor Strange has a leaning for. Yeah, yeah exactly. you would think so, wouldn't you? you would think Maybe a bit of both. Because the, the original Doctor Strange, which we've discussed, my wife has seen, mm. um, was a really intense visual watch, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it yeah. already was like almost psychedelic in its movement. So I'm mm. really interested to see how they'll shoot it. Who's directing it? Sean. Well, it's it's actually Sam Raimi. So it's it's the guy who did the original three Spider Man yeah, Spider-Man films yeah, yeah, yeah. and Evil Dead. Mm. So like it's kind of awesome that they've got him into the fold, um, just as they're reusing some of the villains from his movies, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of quite cool to keep him in house because then he's not going to kick off about anything. But at the same time, he'll bring hopefully he'll bring his weirdness to it. Mm. You know, like he'll bring that Evil Dead vibe to this sort of movie, which which he did do in some of Spider Man. Some of Spider Man was pretty weird. Some of Spider-Man 2, like with Doc Ock on the table with all of the tentacles going, mm-hmm. that was a proper horror movie moment. You know, sort of like, you know, and all the camera angles, like proper B-movie, you know, mm. horror stuff. So I'm hoping that he has reckon, the chops to do it. Do you reckon we'll see Bruce Campbell? Oh, 100%. Because he was originally supposed to be Mysterio in, in Sam Raimi's lost fourth Spider-Man film. And like in all of the three Spider-Man films preceding that one, he's in every one, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He's the annou- he's the uh, wrestling ring announcer in the first one. In the second he's... one, he stops him from going into the yeah to the theater. The theater. In the third one, he's he sort of gives him the rings, and he, I think oh he's the maitre yeah. d at the um the restaurant or whatever it's called, you know. The, um, so there's there's the argument that he was going to be uh, Mysterio pulling the strings the whole time, sort of thing. And so uh, with the multiverses and things like that, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes an appearance as maybe maybe even as Mysterio or something like that, right? Um. I'm hoping that it will build upon No Way Home. Um, I'm hoping that it will build upon... So so it's interesting you say that, Dan, about Cthulhu as well, because the Disney Plus series, The What Ifs, introduced mm-hmm. uh, a Doctor Strange that you see in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness, and right. that Doctor Strange is basically like a Cthulhu version of Doctor Strange. So he's, like, sucked in... I, I don't watched, think it's too... I, I watched one really of the What, what Ifs. I watched the Captain America What If... And at that, yeah. at the end of that, she fights like a Cthulhu creature, doesn't she, coming through? Yes. So that thing, um, it reoccurs throughout what is Brilliant. And sort of surfaces. So I think while they're trying to go for, 
Oh man, I can't remember his name now. But the dude oh, at it's the end like, of Loki, uh, he's going to be like the mainline Thanos. And then while we're getting there, I think you're going to see some Kang the Kang, yeah, the Conqueror. So in the meantime, so we're going to see it's some not weird like, shit. I think some weird. It's not like shit. multiverse of madness. It's more like at the mountains of madness. Yes, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Oh shit! Yeah. Actually, that's. Yeah, and I think damn. You, now you say that, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you see both. You know, f- fused together mm-hmm. that those sort of vibes because it's also Sam Raimi doing. I it managed too. to watch the whole of Wonder Vision, and I, I liked. I liked oh, nice. where that might yeah. be leading us because that was that had Doctor Strange in the outgoing, didn't it? Or the or the multiverse thing yeah. going on rather. The... Yes, and and Wanda is in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. so she so she does sort of yeah she is in that film. Um, so how much they build uh, or sorry how much they take from other films and bring in other characters and how much they push the multiverse aspect i don't know they might just touch upon it you know and it's much more of a sort of cut and thrust narrative um who knows it's a real it's it's a really interesting film that could go either way for me Mm. i don't know about for you guys but could end up terrible and bland or it could end up sort of really cool and creative and fun (laughs) and weird and edgy you know so who knows um one thing uh, gone. Well, uh, one film I'm looking forward to next year. If we, if we wanted to sort of maybe uh, step away from Marvel, but not step away from Disney, is Lightyear. Like, yeah, I think either that's going to be. I think that's one that's on the cusp. Like, I love the idea of it. You know, I like that they're they're making him his own thing rather than him just being a toy. Um, or so we know anyway. But well, that's I, really yeah. You're right. It is interesting. I kind of like the idea yeah. of it. I I am a sucker for uh for a film with montages because it will have it. You know, like the sort of even Pacific Rim has that sort of like trainee to mm-hmm. um lot of mastery level sort of like like an RPG, right? He has to go through all of his training and like fail an a few times type thing. So what? So yeah. for anyone listening who doesn't know what Lightyear is, because I think it's it's sort of so far it's it went straight in, slipped under the radar, didn't it? In terms of trailers and like. We shared it around, but it's not something that people instantly go, "Oh, Lightyear! I'm really looking forward to that." So, what mm. what, what what is it for anyone who doesn't know? Well, it's the it's a Buzz Lightyear, a film about Buzz Lightyear in the, the Buzz Lightyear's series. origin story. Origin story, basically, yeah. From this, from I was going to say Starfleet Academy, but that's not right. No, is I it? think it's, it is. It is Starfleet. Wait, I no, might be Starfleet, Starfleet is Star Trek. Yeah, so that's what I thought it might else. have been. But oh it, man, it, what's his Academy called? That's more important than anything you're going to say. Uh, right it's just probably just on his it's on his it would be on his thing space rangers it? he was a space, space ranger, ranger yeah. yeah right space cadet it'd be like a space cadet type thing for, for the space rangers yeah but you know i sort of it has this this it could potentially be this sort of space marines from like from 4400 this sort of idea that like you know you are you know, you're like bred to be this like thing. Star Command. Star, Star Command, Command, of course it is. That's it. Of course That's it, it is. Sat there in silence racking my brain. <laughs> yeah. I I'm I'm feeling yeah. a little bit more cynical about this. It feels like you Toy Story One, Two and Three, people grew up with Andy and they're mm. feeling about mm. toys. And it was I remember the both two and three feeling really emotional at the end of them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Definitely. But it feels like a way to cash in on the people that watch Toy Story now. Do you know what I mean? With a series that doesn't feel like... I didn't love Buzz Lightyear because he was based on a human being. I love Buzz Lightyear because he was a toy. And I'm really interested... I, mm-hmm. I, I, the cynic in me says this isn't going to this isn't gonna feel as good because... It, gonna fly, Chief. it also... I feel like it might even it's gonna, is cheapen... It, is it going to... F- is it gonna fly? Is it gonna, is it gonna fall with style? Yeah, do love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like those those Buzz Lightyear was wonderful because he was a toy, and he had and his growth, human things. When he fitted his, in yeah. the team was great. Yeah. Right? Whereas now, and... it will cheapen <laughs> it will cheapen the Buzz Lightyear of old. Interesting. Okay. That's my feeling. He has to be learning Spanish as well, like because yeah. Spanish, Spanish Buzz was Spanish amazing. Buzz was the best that thing. Was, that was genius, wasn't it? That really was genius. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed Toy Story 4 in terms of like, it's, oh, it's one ways. of the most beautiful animated films ever made. And it's just an incredible piece of, of work. But the diminishing returns set in a fraction, 1% on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I feel I feel you, I feel both of you, because my heart says that it could be a Cars 
It could just be a cash grab, like Lasseter just wanted to sell loads of toys and create the Cars franchise incredibly smart, kept Pixar going so they could keep doing other stuff and weird shit so they could do all their weird shit. And, you know, so Cars was like almost Mm. a business decision. It's a very bland sort of generic film. Um, I love it though. (laughs) I enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but it is everybody, I think, is in unison about it being one of the weaker Pixar entries, right? Um, Could be that, or it could be that that's the first 10 or 15 minutes and then it's a stealth Toy Story type film. So like this is all in the imagination of a kid or or there's something more to it than just Buzz Lightyear going around being a bellend in space because we've seen him be a bellend already. We've seen mm. him grow. He literally grew in Andy's room. Yeah. I can't see there being any character like that, growth. That's why I want, I want it to be like a, like some kind of real... Andy's, like... Andy's in a coma and he's dreaming this. He'll wake up halfway through. No, no not that bad. <laughs> Jesus. That's my slash. I want, to like, on, I want like it to be like a space opera war film. Like I want Zerg, I want them to like land on a planet and Zerg be like, take it over. And just, it's them. It's like him and his crack commando team just having to like go through. Listen, if, like, I've, called it, if I've called it and it's Andy in a coma, then uh, I don't, I need, I win a prize for sure. For sure. I don't know if we've got the time to break down what we think it would be. I, I it can't be Andy, right? Because he's gone to a different owner, so it's got to be like. But, no, but Andy's dreaming. Andy he's with... gone. He's gone into a coma, and he's, he's dreaming of Buzz Lightyear. It's the only <laughs> thing that's gonna keep him in this world. Do you know what I mean? It's weird, isn't it? Because it's not enough. Like, it felt a little bit like the start of Toy Story Three. Remember when they did that heist, like the Western heist? It's sort of like it doesn't look live action like they could do, and it doesn't look completely cartoony like it's from the toy story world it's a strange middle ground so i definitely predict that it's going to be a film that does something has a twist yeah which is why it's been low-key on the trailer i think so Mm -hmm. yeah i think so i hope so anyway so we we, Um, could be a sleeper hit yeah it could be it could be or it could just be another cars too um which yeah is 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 horrible um speaking of sequels let's let's briefly touch on the last two films of my briefly though i think um because it kept people long enough avatar 2 um not happening but my next yeah it's gonna be pushed um yeah only until get cameron james cameron the director gives us the ability to breathe underwater actually breathe underwater with gills otherwise why would he bother making it right yeah so there's no point uh and the last film is the batman and I, oh. I bring it up, it is the last on the list as well, but I bring it up as the film that when I saw the third trailer, the most recent trailer, and I saw the previous trailer in the IMAX, it just sort of revived my love of Batman that I had when I watched Batman Begins and then went back into the comics and went back into yeah. the movies and then was right there in the IMAX for The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises and just what experiences they were. And, and I've read a, quite a lot of, uh, I don't know what age it would be in the comics, but it would be the sort of post-year one Batman all the way up until sort of Court of Owls. So there's like a, a sway there. That yeah, that's the that's the. Uh, um, I don't know what Greg, age it would Greg be. and Zach reboot, isn't it? The New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. So I sort of read stuff, up yeah. to that. So I don't know what era that is in comics, Platinum Age or whatever. I don't know what they call it, but. But so, you know, went backwards into sort of Frank Miller stuff. And then it, I read a decent chunk of Batman. And I think I, I really got into the idea of Batman, um, you know, around the, uh, yeah, around the Dark Knight. I mean, who, who didn't love that movie? So this one is, it's, I, you know, I could talk, I want to hear what you guys think about it because I could talk about it for a long, long time. And my hot take since 2022 is about my hot takes is that my favourite oh. Batman is Adam West. So I probably have <laughs> nothing to put in on this. <laughs> I lo- I loved all the Diet Night stuff. I- I'm a big fan of all the comics and and whatever. Mm. Uh, but it it really came the Dark Knight stuff really came at a time for me in film where everything was that. It, whilst Dark Knight was the epitome of like Dark mm. Edge Lord anti hero stuff, it everything I watched I mean, at that time sort of was the was the peak of maybe yeah exactly so it hit that peak and, and then, then everything, everything after was, that yeah, was like a copycat of it. But everything yeah. I'd seen and it was a time when I was going to, to the cinema. Everything was that. And so I didn't, I, I don't feel, maybe I should go back and watch them now because I feel mm. like at the time I was saturated with that. And so it felt like another, it's almost like the Marvel movies, actually. If you watch too many of them, they become, you, the, the big Quite action sequences. Oh yeah, yeah. I just like, it's another big action sequence. But like yeah. I said to you, I watched the Far From Home the other the other day and that action sequence with the drones was phenomenal and I loved it and I yeah. thought it was amazing. But if I'd watched it after, 
you know infinity war or something like that mm -hmm. I, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because it would have been another one of those so um for me that was and I, I i genuinely did love the adam west stuff because i thought it it brought batman to people that wouldn't have mm. been into that maybe it was clever it was it was what it was meant to be yeah. and then it and it allowed it it's like a multiverse of batman wasn't it where batman wasn't quite as pained and disgusted by himself for being an orphan <laughs> yeah. um and actually did things for fun and always had shark repellent spray in his utility yes. belt, yeah. you know. Um, but it was still well, based off those things, like being the best detective always thought thought ahead, you know. So that yeah. shark repellent was because he thought ahead. And, you know, that versus Superman, he's got everything. He, like everyone says Batman can defeat anyone because he spends his mm. time knowing what would defeat them, right? So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I am excited mm. for it. I just hope it doesn't creep into Edgelord again. Which is my opinion, no, I, right there. I get you, and quite frankly, it does look exactly like that. Um, but I'm I'm there for it, I think, because I think that the the Batman comics are like that, and and I think that like you know, if you a lot of them uh, deal with the madness of the Batman. That that I'm with. Madness died, is fine, not the boohoo. Right? Poor me, my parents died, which is sad. But my yeah, parents yeah. died. But poor me, how am I going to survive with my millions upon millions of pounds and my Playboy <laughs> lifestyle? I'm going to go out and brutally beat people to death. That's well, it's that's fascinating. As so I'm hoping, yes. So that that is ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? That that's what a person does. And Joker perhaps touched on that a little bit. The, the Todd Phillips Joker about how that was ludicrous. And and comics like um, Killing Joke, and Killing stuff, Joke and stuff. That. Absolutely. Um, so I'm hoping that this Batman is inspired a bit more like that. Like he is lunacy to do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that uh, Matt. I think it's Matt Reeves, isn't it, of Cloverfield fame? Uh, I believe it's Matt Reeves, the director. Oh, who did the uh, two excellent Planet of the Apes movies? One of them, the middle one, absolutely tremendous film. He's just got, he's just a really good director. I think he sort of understands cinema in a blockbuster cinema. Um, I, could, I think he's quite underrated. Um, Robert Pattinson, or as Mr. Sunday Movies and, and, and company call him, uh, Robert Battenbat. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty, we laughed about that on holiday for far too long. There's too many bats, man. Um, I think, I, I, I get that they sort of want to sell it on the Edgelord stuff. So I, I'm hoping that that's just sort of a marketing thing. I um, think it looks, it looks really brutal, which I quite like. It's not, um, you know, I love that the combat in as, you know, as a fan of combat in D and D um, <laughs> you know, the, the combat in the Nolan films was very Kung Fu and very like, you know, cause he was taught by a ninja. And so, you know, it felt like very fluid and like, the sort of the one hit takedowns this looks like i'm gonna do anything i can to to make sure you never commit crime ever again and that means break every bone in your body it looks like mma brutalist like scared fear-mongering like if like you know you see him beating someone up in the trailer and catwoman is like looking at him like what the fuck are mm. you doing like literally pulverizing someone so i'm so, hoping that 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 brings out what you're saying dan like mm. you can't have a batman that doesn't have a dark side because his, his, his dark side is inherent in what he's doing yeah but yeah but to have a, a to take it so far that, that he feels... looks like yeah it's not like oh wicked anti-hero it's like almost punisher levels do you know what i mean where you're like yeah this guy I'm not sure whether this guy is good. He's taking out bad guys, but but at what cost? Do you know what I mean? And that that yeah. I'm in, I'm I'm interested in that sort of discourse about. So Batman. I would hope that if you look at something like the Planet of the Apes series, they that is a very very balanced and interesting sort of commentary on these two worlds. I know it sounds silly, but they made some like you know Oscar nominated films about apes, you know, talking apes. Like they really did good stuff in those films to mm. show sort of. The effects of war and the nuances of 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 sort of what they're all of, of the sort of post-apocalypse and stuff i'm hoping that this is the kind of director that brings something to the table so i'm hoping that they will give me everything i want as a fan of the batman comics um which and by the way i i so i came in at i, I definitely think that they're sort of um, imitators skyfall being the, the worst perpetrator the imitators of the dark knight threatened to sort of water down its experience but as somebody that had seen batman begins which was an interesting sort of reboot two terrible uh batman films with you know uh uma thurman and you know whatever from mr freeze and all that sort of stuff 
um Arnie. and as a lover of Arnie. like you know, Arnie is sort of brilliant but but yeah. awful at the same time I'm sort of glad they exist um but I was ready for the dark knight like you know fusing the I think it's the originality of fusing heat and fusing a comic book like when you when you make it a city drama about everybody just trying to go about their lives in a city of corruption but then the joker as a rogue element comes in and and stops everybody's plans that are all going fine without him there um, Batman sort of doesn't really need to be involved that much. Mm-hmm. And then the Joker comes in and starts to wreck shit. I think that's a really interesting sort of film. And so the Dark Knight came at the right time for me, I think. But I don't want to see that again. You know, like yeah. I want to see. We've had that. And yeah, and I don't want to see um, uh, Year One because that is Batman Begins. I, I want to see something else. And whilst I'll agree that the this, this stuff in the trailer looks sort of edgy and dark and brutal and brooding and sort of quite Blade Runner-y as well. That's not an accident to sort of bring the aesthetics of Blade mm-hmm. Runner back up. Um, the music's good in the trailer. There's some. There's something about the spark in it that says, like we were saying about um, uh, some of the other films on the list, that there's, there's the possibility of greatness in there. Yeah. You know? Will it be better than Lego Batman, though? No. No. Can't be. It just can't be. <laughs> no, it can't be. You only say that as a as a father. No, honestly. Oh no, no, no. no. Lego Batman is Lego is, Batman yeah. is fine. It is fine. I didn't even consider Lego Batman when I was thinking of the Batman canon. It is you know, the best. I, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I do that with my pretty. little boy whenever he's whenever he's um he's being a bit sad for no you know not no reason but we're we're trying to get him out of his funk. I'm like yeah, I'm Batman. A dog like this because I'm sad. That's all he does. I'm the Batman. How are you doing? Are you sad like me? <laughs> yeah, that is a br- absolutely brilliant Batman. Do you know what? I just want to throw in, speaking of that, I, I think that one of my favourite Batmans is the Kevin Conroy animated series Batman that then made it into, so he then made it into the Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum games. Um, yeah, he's the, classic, he's the classic sort of voice actor, isn't he? Kevin and I love, I love the Arkham Asylum games as well. I thought they I, were great Mark, That's a cool um, Batman that doesn't mm. feel like he's sort of decimating people's lives, you know, for the poor choices that yeah. they've made yeah. that have led them to crime. You know? <laughs> and the economic Gotham, system. Yeah, everyone in Gotham is going to be a, a criminal because there's no he's chance. He's bringing up the narrows no. and he's going to well, beat the people is, up. That he yeah, to be, fair, to be fair, like Batman is a He's a philanthropist, I know. He is a massive But you never see that in Gotham. I'm a philanthropist, yet the city i live in is just squalor the entire way through so i have to say the latest trailer did say that they like someone interviews him and they sort of say you could be doing more for your city you're a millionaire why are you so i'm i'm just saying it feels like maybe maybe all these questions questions maybe Mm. but um but yeah you're right him sort of brutalizing the people that really like are in crime capitalism (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like really we should be helping these people they, trickle you know, down no economics at his finest right? yeah. <laughs> yeah no one wants to be a chump like with an ak uh, on the docks looking after no, some goons. guy's container they're, goons. they're not chumps <laughs> they're goons. goons what are the other ones what's the range of villains mooks yeah mooks um yeah uh yeah so okay it it who knows? Um, I'm really excited about it though. And as a friend said to me before, Matrix Resurrections, if even if it's shit, it's gonna be good. So I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to it to the Batman in that sort of way. That like even mm. if it's just base level Batman, I'm gonna enjoy it. But if if it brings something to the table, um, I'm there for it. <laughs> So that uh, that concludes our uh, New Year's resolution uh, film special. Uh, we want to hear your New Year's uh, film resolutions, film specifically, or maybe TV, other sorts of things like that. What what have you been thinking? You know, can I, should I be watching less trash TV, or should I be watching more trash TV because it makes me feel good? Should I watch the this this list of things that people have recommended to me that's like an arm length long, or should I just rewatch something that that I love because it makes me feel good? So. What you know? Where can they? Where can people let us know their New Year's film resolutions, Ryan? If they want to find us at Slash Jeep everywhere on mm-hmm. all social medias, come and not chat TikTok. to us. Uh, not yet. Mm, but, you know, get I'm getting these guys. I'm getting yeah. these guys around. We, we might be able to do it eventually. I don't um, want to get into a rant about how TikTok is basically like the anti-movie, isn't it? It's like it's 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 an don't, don't we'll, do get, okay. we'll do a special we'll do a special on it on TikTok. Special. we'll do a tiktok so about how tiktok is. this is why We've kids can't minute. sit down and watch a two-hour movie Done. all right <laughs> cut you off every time you so, get a rant that's our tiktok <laughs> should we get we ask sean a question he rants about Sean's it, and it about runs films, out and then it cuts yeah. off yeah brilliant 
and then you have to listen to the whole episode to to uh <laughs> shit we're onto something here so find us at slash jeep uh-huh. everywhere and i'll tell you what we will do we will go back through this list at the end of the year we'll listen to it and then mm-hmm. we'll do a review of the films that we did see so you can have some machete order you can like listen to this episode and then at the end of the year listen to the review and then mm-hmm. come back and sit we thought about this one and then go back i, I, I don't <laughs> think you will but you know it's an option i'm laying out options there mm-hmm. And don't forget to add your uh, preference for cinema around the UK and see if I can get there. I mean, this yeah. will be fun. Like, we'll we'll see how many of I actually achieve. Maybe one. We could do a little sweepstake. <laughs> how many I'm I'm <laughs> going to try though. Well, I think it's a really good. I think it's a really good idea. Something to keep me yeah, busy. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. Definitely. Um, and out of the list, what do you? Which one jumps out and says, "Well, if I'm going to see one film in the cinema this year, out of the ones we've listed, there are loads more, but just out of the ones that we've listed, what?" What one jumps out? Um, Spider Verse across the Spider Verse yeah. for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I think so. What about you, Ryan? That's got to be the Batman. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. Um, oh, actually, no. Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm interested in. I'm genuinely interested in Avatar too because Not just as curiosity. Not happening. <laughs> mm, Only when they've written four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Um, <laughs> Also, is Mission Impossible 7, is this not on the list? Is Mission Impossible 7 coming out this year? It was there, but we haven't got enough. That's where the TikTok cuts you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, Happy New Year and um, hope your resolutions stay strong. And thanks to Ryan and Dan for, for joining uh, on this New Year's special. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.